Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast or tonight's podcast or wherever time you're listening to this. It's just for you at your time, the right time right now. (laughs) And um, if you know me, you know that I help people to know, live and love the purpose for their career and finances. People like you, people like me. And um, today we're going to be talking about three essentials for managing your money. And um, essential, essential, essential. So if you're going to win, if you're going to go from money stress to money success, you need these three things. And, um, you know, you don't have to be an accountant, right? That's kind of the big thing. It was something that I believed years ago, limiting belief um, that uh, when my math teacher told me I'm not good at math or I can't pass algebra or what have you, I got a big complex about not being able to do math and getting really... uh, nervous when it came time to, you know, even counting change. And a matter of fact, you see that a lot today, quite honestly, and with technology's rise today, folks aren't doing as much manual math, if you will, when it comes to managing money at a point of sale or whatever, but that's a whole nother subject. Um, But I got this complex about not being able to manage money well, and that kind of led me, or at least was a part of me not handling my money well as I got older, not doing a budget because that included math or um, not, you know, being organized because, well, it looks like numbers were there and I'd like to stay away from numbers, uh, except the numbers that were on those little green pieces of paper that uh, were dollars um, and whatnot. So, um, you know, you don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to be a math whiz. You don't have to be a money nerd. You don't, you just have to be willing. And uh, I know you're able to be able to uh, manage your money well. And I think these three essentials I'm going to share with you um, may uh, be the first time you hear some of these things. I I don't think so, honestly. I think it's going to be a sharpening for you. But nonetheless, essential, essential, essential. You need these three things to help you manage your money well. And remember, your money is not your purpose in life or how much money you have or don't have. That doesn't define you and your purpose. But money is a tool to help you know, live and love the purpose in life, your purpose in life. So just know that it's important. And um, I think these three essentials are going to give you uh, a great way to change your financial future forever. So are we ready? So here we go. So the first one is so elementary, yet for many of us, including myself, who the heck wants to do, do this one? Spend less than you earn. Spend less than you earn. It's a simple equation, right? If you don't have it, you can't spend it. So how are people getting all these things that with money they don't have? Well, of course, we got credit cards, we got loans, we got um, pay as you go or, or, or uh, payday lending, I should say, so you can get the money you need to get what you want. Um, it's not always a need. More times than not, it's a want. And uh, so the first tip is really straightforward, but it, it's daunting to actually put it into practice. And so I want to help you reevaluate where you're spending your money and and to help put this in your mind that you can spend less than you earn. And one of the ways you're going to have to do that is to start writing out all your monthly expenses. Start writing them out. And if you were like me back in the day, if you're like me back in the day now, I would get this yellow pad out or maybe, uh, uh, heck, I didn't have a phone then, but I would get this yellow pad out or something on my computer and I put down all these things that uh, I thought that came to my mind first, you know, food, um, clothing, social part, you know, social nights out, you know, those vital things, right? But I would forget things like rent or insurance or gas in my car. And, and you know, it, eventually it'll probably come to you, but 
for me, I, I'd have to go through the scan list, scan list, scan list. And if you were going to look at it, you'd be like, uh, hey, dude, uh, you forgot something important like food or you forgot something important like rent. Uh, but I had the necessities on there, right? The partying that I needed to do, the clothes I had to go out to go to the party and those kinds of things. Um, but the best way for you to get started is just to start by writing out your monthly expenses, whatever comes to your mind, kind of like brainstorming, just throw, flow it, throw it down and flow it down, whatever you want to call it, put it down. And, um, and then that will help you really determine the current state of your personal finances. Um, the second time, the second look you want to take at the list is to see if you have any expenses that can be eliminated or reduced. And like I just told you, maybe it might be added or reprioritized. And it's really important to be honest with yourself, right? I mean, if we ladder ourselves, um, you know, we're not helping anybody, definitely not helping ourselves. And of course, we're, we're become a phony to other people, too, if we can't be honest with ourselves. So, uh, again, been there, done that. That's why I teach this stuff. Which expenses? Now look at which expenses show you're wasting money on things that aren't even important to you. You thought they were. They crept in there. They got into your important list and they've made a home. But really, at the end of the day, if you were to look at your goals, if you have them, and many Americans don't, many people don't, but if you look at your vision, mission, and goal, which many people don't have a vision, a preferred future, maybe people don't have a mission, how they're going to get to that preferred future on a daily basis, and, and many people don't have goals, which are little bite-sized visions. But that helps you realize and understand what's important to you by having a vision, a mission, goal, and those kinds of things. So you'll know by your vision, mission, and goal, compare that to how you're spending your money and are you on track? Are you on track to accomplish that vision, mission, and goal and goals that you have for your life? And so really, if you're not, that's okay. Hey, that's why you might be listening to this. Maybe you know you need a refresh, a restart, a redo, uh, a revitalization, and a refocus. So that's what you want to do. You want to focus on keeping what's important in front of you and eliminate the rest. And it doesn't mean eliminating the rest forever. It just means right now, Maybe that's not the time uh, for that item or two. For example, there's nothing wrong with spending $5 per day on a Frappuccino. Uh, truth be told, I spent like $7 today on a pumpkin spice latte. And right after I gave her the money, I said, how can I make these at home? <laughs> and she started telling me the barista did at Starbucks at my local Target about how I can make this at home. Maybe not completely the way that they make it, obviously, um, but I can get my special sauce <laughs> At, at, at a Marshall's or Home Goods or some kind of store like that. And so while inherently there's nothing wrong with spending that money on a Frappuccino or that pumpkin spice latte at the time I'm recording this, it's fall time, woohoo, my favorite time. But if your income doesn't support this kind of spending, it may be in your best interest to do without this luxury for the time being. And that can be difficult. That can be difficult. I know it's true because we all like to feel good. We all like to have something in our hands or wearing a, a brand of clothes or uh, going to a certain party or event that says something about us, right? We want to be in the in crowd. I get it. You got FOMO too, huh? Well, FOMO with your money is going to drain your money. It's going <laughs> to, FOMO is going to be the, the draino in your wallet, if you will. So the next thing you want to do is invest in a good budgeting program, but I don't want you to invest in a good budgeting program um, online or with some kind of technology until you first master and understand and master a written budget on paper, okay? And, and that's somewhat a semblance of what this is. It's spending less than you earn, how are you going to know that? Well, you're going to have something on paper. And we talked about that just a minute ago with the yellow pads getting started. Once you get the yellow pad and you brainstorm all your expenses, then you want to go to a written budget, and I can provide that for you, um, a format 
to get started. And after you got a handle on that, especially if you were like me and weren't good at math or, or told you weren't good at math, you don't want to go into something like QuickBooks Online or Mint.com or something that's called YNAB, You Need a Budget, which is something that I have. And kind of honestly, I, I like the paper better, but I wanted to get an understanding of YNAB for people that may want to go with the electronic version or digital version. All that to say is start on paper brainstorming, then go to more of a written plan, a format plan, a formatted plan uh, on paper before you start going to technology. Because honestly, it's going to be a lot easier for you to do it on paper and then transfer it to technology anyway. So I would encourage you to do that. So the first essential there is spend less than you earn, right? And I heard my uh, one of my pastors say years ago, if your yearnings outpace your earnings, you'll never be rich and you'll always be chasing your tail and you'll be living paycheck to paycheck like 70 plus percent of Americans do today. All right, the second one, the second essential for managing your money is make your money work for you. Right. I talked about it earlier in this podcast that making your money work for you is important because, well, first of all, you got to know that money is a tool. Money is not who you're serving. Money needs to serve you. That's the point. Right. You go to work. In some way, shape or form, maybe work for somebody else, maybe have your own business, maybe an entrepreneur, whatever the case may be. You're making um, you're working for somebody else. You're adding value to them and they give you value back in forms of money. Right. The customer, the client via a sale or transfer of your product or service, right? You transfer the product and service to them, they transfer the money to you, and it's a nice exchange, and you shake hands and fist bump or headbutt, whatever you decide to do, and so later on, there is more transactions like that, and everyone's happy. Well, after you bring that money home, you need to make that money work for you. And this can be as simple as taking advantage of the compound interest offered by savings accounts. Uh, <clears throat> did you hear that joke? Savings accounts? Yeah, that's not what it used to be. But hey, saving something somewhere is better than not saving at all. And that was a big struggle for me. That's a whole other podcast and um, whatnot. But taking advantage of the compound interest, which is, I think Einstein said it's the most, uh, the most powerful thing in the universe, right? Compound interest can be started with you utilized or maximized or taken advantage of by you at a savings account. And then you can go to, uh, if you really want to go up the scale here, a certificate of deposit, right? A CD. And then you go into, or somewhere you can interchange these, a money market account, right? Money market account and a savings account are very similar, although money market has a little bit more uh, interest paid out to you for money you keep in that savings account. But money market, you can only have five withdrawals uh, or five transactions, I think a month, or definitely five withdrawals or transfers a month. Um, savings accounts, depending on your bank, you can be free. Uh, to do whatever. And then CDs definitely have a time stamp on them where you put the money in. You cannot withdraw it without penalty for so many months, years, etc. And the more time you leave it in there, the better interest rate you're going to have. Okay. But again, taking advantage of savings and compound interest is one way to make money work for you. Another one, of course, is having investments. Your Roth IRA, your 401k, your 403b, your SEP, um, IRAs, things like that. Okay. Making these sound investments can help you increase your annual income over 5%, right? So just by investing into these, into the market and the stock market. And, you know, of course you're not going to touch that money for a while, but year over year, you're adding to your financial gains, right? And you don't even need to invest aggressively to get this kind of return either. You just need to look around, be smart 
and ask a lot of questions. Ask friends and family, first of all, for referrals to trustworthy brokers that can help you get started. Okay. Um, you know, you want to interview these people. You don't want to have in, uh, a, go with your first broker uh, that doesn't know what the heck they're doing. They make you broke. You know what I'm saying? So you want to find folks that you believe in, that you trust, that you know they have integrity. Maybe they're social proof or third-party endorsements from people you trust, which is what a referral is all are all about. Okay. So that's the second one for you. Just real brief. They're making money work for you, not using credit cards, which is the opposite. Okay. But that's another, get to that in another time. But the third one is protect your money. So the first essential uh, was spend less than you earn. The second essential was making money work for you. And when you spend less than you earn, you have money available to save, to make work for you, which takes you out of that 75 plus percent of people living paycheck to paycheck. When you have money available to you on a month to month basis, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. You're able to put money away. You're able to give money away. You're able to save money. You're able to um, spend more money if you so choose. But the third essential is to protect your money. Ensure you have plans to protect your assets in case something unforeseen happens. And those unforeseen things do happen. They're called emergencies, right? And you can't plan for them but you need to plan that they're going to happen. You, can, you can't plan for the exact event, specific emergency per se, but you can plan for the fact that emergencies will happen. There's nothing, nothing worse than working hard for your money and losing it because you're not planning it, right? You might've heard that quote, um, plan uh, to fail, wait, what is it? To fail to plan, plan to fail. Fail to plan, plan to fail. And the same thing with money for sure. Again, keeping in mind that it's a pur- its purpose is a tool for you to over to achieve your life purpose. Okay, so you're going to lose your money with poor planning. It's just going to evaporate. It's just going to fall away. It's just going to leave you. It wants to be. It wants to be uh, respected. And the best way for money to be respected is to use it wisely. Protect it. Protect it and respect it. Right, that kind of thing. So sometimes slow and steady is the way to go, right? And protect your money, be slow and steady. It wins the race, the tortoise and the hare whole thing, right? The tortoise wins the race every time. So slow and steady not only wins the race with investing strategies, but it also can put your money at a lower risk. So depending on your, what's called risk tolerance, you know, you want to consider that when you invest your money and protecting your assets in your investments. Also, beware of those instant growth opportunities or investment clubs that promise overnight fortunes. Can you believe it? There's actually still out there and people still fall for them, right? Um, and hasty people that want to get rich actually become poor. Bottom line, been there, done that. That was me. Put all your money into things, Brian, that look too good to be true and still believe that they can be true. And it left me holding the bag with nothing in it. So these may include seminars with self-made millionaires, quotes, that pressure you into signing up with a program that might not be a legitimate source of income. Take the time, folks. Take the time to research investment opportunities before you commit your money to them. Really, really sleep on these kinds of investments. Again, get third-party endorsements or what's called social proof. You don't necessarily have to know people, but know it's coming from an integrous source or a source with integrity. Okay. Also, other ways to protect your assets, and there is many ways, but these are a couple highlights. Consider obtaining renter or additional homeowner insurance to help protect your assets. So if you're a renter, as I was once before, 
you know, something happens, you still lose your stuff as a renter. A fire happens, God forbid, or, or, or water damage or theft. Those things happen. As a matter of fact, I remember I had my PlayStation stolen out of my apartment. That was it. Everything was left in perfect order, but my PlayStation was gone. Have no idea who took that. But uh, I'm still trying to track them down. Just kidding. But I didn't have renter's insurance then, so I couldn't claim it. And I don't know if I would have anyway. Bottom line is have renter's insurance if you rent. And homeowner's insurance, of course, is mandated by law. But you can have additional insurance when it comes like an umbrella policy. If someone were to slip and fall in your home, you'd be covered for more um, than um, to cover your net worth and so on and so forth. Okay. Ultimately, these three things, these three essentials will help you manage your money. They'll help you change your financial future forever. If you just take a small amount of time to analyze your spending habits, I know it's not fun, but it can make your life more fun when the financial futures change because of these little quarter turns, these little nuggets, these little gold nuggets of information I'm giving you today. All right. So analyze your spending habits. You're going to surprise yourself at how much money you can save. And that money you save allows you to go and to allow your money to work more for you, stronger for you, especially with that thing called compounding interest. Okay. And also that found money can also help you save for emergencies, which helps you protect your position that you're in. And then you want to stay away from those uh, pesky no-gooders, um, you know, those uh, get-rich-quick schemes and all those kind of things. Don't fall for those, okay? And you see more senior citizens fall for those kinds of things. But honestly, they're so out there and they're so rampant and people want to get rich. They're hungry to get rich and they're hasty to get rich and they end up falling into a trap. And a trap that puts them right back to where they started from. Broke, busted, disgusted. Like I was. Don't do that. Please, please, please. And um, it's better for our communities when you don't. You're a nicer person when you don't do those things and whatnot. So anyway, you can get all these things done. And you can learn more if you go to 7ways-7days.com where I soon will be having the uh, 7 ways in 7 days to change your financial future forever online course. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Horvath of brianhorvath.com. We'll help people like you and me know, live, and love the purpose for a career in finances.